people don't understand marketing. They when you ask them what they do, I'm a salesman, I'm a realtor, I'm a coach, I'm a blah, I'm a blah. And I'm like, no, stop talking about you. Start talking about how you help people. So I really help people figure out their message because most people's messaging sucks. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Excited show as we come to the final month of 2022 and on our way to 2023. We really appreciate you guys listening to us, and I hope, I really hope that we can, uh, we're helping you, uh, you know, basically be you're the savior of yourself, come save yourself financially, spiritually, mentally, and all that stuff. Joining me, as always, on the ones and twos, no longer the space station, but now somewhere deep in the forest of wherever, huh? Looking like he's it's on Vermont. the of misery, Johnny right. Wooder. The only, the only thing I like more than imaginary space programs is uh, holidays like Christmas, where Santa Claus, a fictional being, uh, Johnny. There's children. children Johnny. First of all, there, there's no he's children real. listening to this. Come on, Johnny. He's there's real. children. I still think he's real. Joining okay. us from uh, some weird closet in New York City. How we do we? What's up, man? I, I'm hanging out with my boy, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> That movie's going to save the movie industry. Listen, when it comes out February 24th, that's where the bull market officially starts. Right, Cocaine Bear? It's so oh, funny. Oh, shit, we got, we got mascots now on They were podcast. doing a screening for that, like, right down the road. And I thought, oh, that's dumb. I'm like, I, I wish I'd gone to see it now because everybody's talking about it. It, co- it doesn't come out until February. I know, they were doing a screening for it, though, like, a, oh, you know, like an you. audience test screening. They do a lot of them, like, right down the street here. And I, I saw it, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to that. So the question is, guys, if it's coming out in February, does that make you question whether it's a good movie or not? Because that tends to be when they dump their shitty movies. Yeah, it's not really a Christmas spirit kind of thing, though, is it? I mean, I can kind of see why. What do you mean? It's snow. There's snow. It's cocaine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I take that. I withdraw that comment. You're you're correct, Sam. Thank you. A lot of snow. Uh, Johnny, how was your week? Uh, pretty good, man. I've been I've been super busy. Uh, following the program with Howie, though. How was your week, Sam? My what did you invest great, in? My week was great, Johnny. Uh, I had my best weekend ever. As a, I'm a co-headliner with Eddie Bravo, but in terms of, uh, you know, my own show where I'm either the main attraction or one of two main attractions, uh, because I'm very <laughs> blessed to go on the road with Eddie Bravo. Uh, I have my best weekend ever selling tickets, and I'm just very thankful to everybody. A lot of Cash Daddy people came out, started shouting Cash Daddy. Thank you to the guy, one guy, who put out that this was his in his top five podcasts on Spotify. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you, Jerry. Jerry. Appreciate that, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Was it Jerry is his name? Well, I'm mean, I just joking. That's our one guy who listens to okay. so, you know, <laughs> uh so it was a great weekend uh if you never get to um 
Uh, Fresno, don't. Okay, try not to. But if you go, just know <laughs> you can throw a show and a bunch of people will show up because it's a great city. It's a great city if you got like a cult and you want to move somewhere and take over. That's where you want to go. Fresno. Fresno? A lot of empty buildings. Dude, that's where Jerry Tarkanian started, man. He had the program rolling there for a few years. Yeah, I mean, Tark would kill today because you can actually legally pay your players now. So he would dominate. Maybe. It, you got to have the money now, though, because now they're competing against money in the open. That's big, huge money. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you have the boosters. Yeah, but those Tark had they no have big problem. Boosters. Tark, Tark had, was like a hedge fund manager. He had no problem raising funds, man. Tark had no problem. I mean, and, look at the Vegas is doing great this year. Last I saw, they were five and zero. Oh. I don't know. Not bad. Good start. They are now. Their defense is insane. I don't even know what happened. We had a good team. That we had a decent for for UNLV football. We had an extraordinary team. I think we were like five and eight, yeah. and um, and we fired our coach. I just don't get it, bro. Unless you knew somebody big wanted to come, I don't get it. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas, you guys have had a good year. Uh, now you're running it out to four, five, six, seven, eight, and oh, now with wins yeah. over Minnesota, number 21, Dayton. Dayton's oh, good. Yeah, UNLB, go fight with. I'm, I'm so walking excited. up the street. I'm going to walk up the street after this podcast and watch uh, Illinois, Texas, and Iowa Duke. Well, where are they playing at the uh, square, Madison Square Garden? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go that catch shot me great, bro. Go that root against Duke for us. Fuck watch Duke. both games for 50 bucks a ticket. Good seats. Nice. nice. $100 watch two games. I'm in. Oh, $50 watch two games. Oh, snaps, bro. I'm yeah. in. Then your Jets, your Jets uh, came back. Listen, listen. I can't be upset with the way they played, man. We had the ball in the one. We had a chance. Uh, You know, couple you know drop pass but we played well man what one unlucky interception look i love where the jets are right now i got no complaints we play hard every weekend and the I vikings like the, the vikings are really good and the vikings are good we played yeah. a legit team hell well, my yeah everything is how they any anybody they all i don't see them as a legit contender they're a legit contender the vikings I think so. yeah yeah hell yeah dude jefferson is good as anybody yeah I agree, dude. One of the best receivers I, I've ever I seen. I don't have faith in Buffalo. I Sadly, I, I love Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo would be one of the cities I would move to, I've decided. Really? But, All that snow? Yeah, I just You're have okay so much family there. Mm. It's none but family. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I that have a sense. tough time, Sam. We played there last year. It was great. Yeah, it was great until we walked outside in the morning, and I lost my dick because it was 55 <laughs> below. That was the coldest I've ever felt cold. Johnny, you should have been there when he lost his dick. Just a bunch <laughs> of us can go around. Howie's dick! Just walk around the neighborhood. Come back home! It Listen, I got up at 7 in the morning. I walked outside. And I immediately, my mind had to do some wild shit to turn around and walk back in. Because <laughs> everything on me just stopped moving. That's, I can't tell you how cold that place can get. I got good friends that live there. It's a great city. It is a great city. Awesome city. All right. Just got to wear a lot of clothes. You do, yeah, man. You how do. was your week, Howie? Listen, man, we we bought this SDOW early last week, uh, and that basically means when the market goes down, we make money. 
Um, and we bought it at $24.50. It's up to $26. The market's been dropping. We're making money. And that's the whole key to join this Patreon because, you know, the, the whole game plan is at the very end of the year, you want to compare yourself to the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ for the last 365 days. You know, and if you do that with us, we've crushed it. We've absolutely kicked its ass because we're taking profits. Uh, we're not sitting in this thing as it tanks, but we're actually making money as it tanks. So that's the key. A lot of these guys are learning. They're asking the right questions. They're on board. Anybody that's been with us since day one, they've made money and they're kicking their neighbor's ass. There's no doubt about it. Good week. Good week. Can I give a quick uh, football update? Baker Mayfield to the Rams. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, what is that even? I, I, is he going to – Stafford really that bad off that he needs – No, they just stopped him from going from, to San Francisco, and which is hilarious because the Rams are completely out. It's like this is just yeah. a done-in-spite move. Wait. San Fran's had some bad luck. San Fran is not – Baker Mayfield is not going to help anything in San Francisco. No, 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 no. Well, there they was talk about him going to the 49. But, I mean, he would not help. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is if the Rams did that to block him, they made a mistake. They should have let him go there if they wanted to hurt the 49ers. He's, he's that bad. So, he's Howie, so bad. what, 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 um, so you had, so were you banked a little bit on that one? We're still banking. Yeah. A lot of people jumped in because I, I bought quite a bit of it. S D O W. Basically, what we do, Sam, is when the VIX, the volatility index, when that thing drops, when that thing uh, gets down to a certain point, that usually means the markets are high. They work in an inverse way. So this VIX went down to 20, and I put it out. I said, listen, man, the VIX is very low right now. These markets are high. This is why I like the SDOW. SDOW bought a bunch of it. So what, what's happening now is the VIX is slowly heading back up which means the markets are dropping. And I think they got more uh, more of a drop to go. So, you know, I'd like to bank bank some nice fatties going into Christmas. That's the whole that's the whole key right here. Sit in the cash. Um, and then we'll reevaluate the beginning of January. But I think we're positioned in the right places right now. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. into that until the end of last week, and I'm still doing pretty well on it too. You're still up. Yeah. Today was has, anyone, has anyone seen this uh SBF? going around doing a media tour and he's like he's literally pulling an oj he's like i'm gonna find whoever did this i'm gonna get him and bring him to justice he's screwed <laughs> he's screwed i'm gonna tell you why he's screwed he can do all he wants he, you know <laughs> go out and get everyone to clap and do jumping jacks but at the end of the day uh when you got guys like mike novogratz you got guys like even kramer Kramer came out and said, dude, just stop, 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 stop. Take a deep breath. You're going to jail. Uh, Mike Novogratz came out and he said, dude, dude, just it's embarrassing. You're embarrassing people that actually know what the fuck is going on. Don't talk anymore. Cut a deal so you only do five, six years. He's going to jail, man. The guy's a criminal. Of course he is. The only thing is like the, the question is, now more's come out. They even gave even more to, to the DNC. Now they were trying to make it seem like it was just, oh, 20 mil or something like that. It turns out it's a billion dollars, bro. A billion dollars. Yeah, he's 
he had look if he was smart right now he'd be working on some plastic surgery you know find some way to lose 60 pounds that fucking those flabby tits of yours you know shave your head shave that fucking fro uh and move to like nicaragua just you know become someone's bitch that's his best move uh because they're gonna find him they're gonna find him well the the amount of know where he is that's the worst part there's nobody going after him there's a video of him running into this complex in the bahamas they all know where he is yeah it's a matter of time i mean once once uh once they investigate and and once these it all comes out they're gonna find him in a couple days bring him back here send him to bang me in the ass prison for a few years it's gonna happen um this guy's busted there's no fans or busts you know this the shit that he said was comical he's pretty juiced in though man yeah but you're you may be juiced in until you lose millions and millions of dollars of certain people's money uh then it's over then you're yeah, gonna i saw that the winkle boss twins are owed what was it like 30 million dollars or something by this guy those are guys you don't want to fuck over man those are powerful people dude i mean we found out how much tom brady lost yeah i mean it's unbelievable t- this guy's just allowed so i'm sorry 900 million dollars is, is what, what uh the Winklevoss the Winkle. twins got hit with nine hundred million dollars of their customers' money. It's frozen now. Now that's why this guy nine hundred nine hundred million. Yeah, I thought it was thirty million for some reason. Nine hundred million of his Winkle, best deal like, with the American company. government is to when he when everyone's subpoenaed when he cut he needs to cut a deal saying listen just get me somewhere safe because there's gonna there's a lot of people out there that want to punch a number on him. Oh, yeah, nine hundred million dollars, dude. Yeah. It's not all their yeah. money, to be clear. It's their customers' you can money. Tell, their you can tell Tom Brady. You can tell how much Tom Brady lost by that comeback last night. Brady was playing like his life depended on it. I mean, how the fuck? You're down two touchdowns with five minutes ago. You don't have the ball, and you come back and win. It's like, yeah, I think he lost oh, he north does, $600 million. He lost good. That's the best comeback of his career other than the Super Bowl, really. Yeah, well, you know, he's like, I only, I got to somehow play till I'm 52 now. Yeah. Fucking, I lost everything, man. So, yeah. It's got to be part of what ruined their marriage, don't you think? 100%. Well, they said, you know, if you read into it, they said that they had one significant argument, one argument. And they said things were said during that argument. And, you know, you've all done that in your life. When you get older and you look back, I could name three or four different instances where I said something and it was like, it came out and it was like, uh Oh, uh, two things are going to happen. I'm either going to get shot. I'm going to go to jail or this person that I just said it to is going to go off themselves right now. You know, those are those things where you say, and you're like, I really shouldn't have said that. Oh boy. Oh man. I got in an argument one time with my dad's girlfriend and it started here. It went to here. She said something, you know, about my, my mom who had passed away. Oh shit. And, oh, and my then, God. and then for the next 30 seconds, I said things to her and you could see it in her face. All the oxygen was like, like she almost had a stroke and heart attack at the same time. <laughs> and, and she started crying and that crying went on for like two weeks and 
at all I did for the next day was like, Dad, I'm so man, I am so I shouldn't have said that. I don't know why it came out. I should have had more control. And that was 12 years ago. And the lady hates my guts more than any person that walks this earth. Like, just she remembers what I said. I don't even remember. But it was just absolutely devastating. I shouldn't have said it. And we've all done it. We've all done it. I've done it three or four times. And I haven't done it in years and years just because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And you could tell Tom Brady got in a fight with Giselle. And he probably said some things. Maybe it could have been about our pussy seven years ago. <laughs> Bad night. Things weren't smelling so good. And he oh, came no. out and said it. It was probably the fifth or sixth thing he said. And she probably nodded her head and said, okay, I'm going to take a walk. And she walked out the door, called her lawyer and said, this is it. Let's get these papers ready. And Tom probably knew it. Tom probably was like, I fucked up. There's no coming back from that one. I really screwed up. He was probably like, Giselle, get the papers. It's my bad, but there's nothing I can say to bring myself back from that one. You know how it is. And in that argument, you know, and you know, it was over the money. You know, it was over the money. She probably was like, you dumbass. You have no background in investing. You moron. You know how much you lost enough money to buy out 17 countries. You fucking jackass. Why don't you just go throw the ball? You know, do what you got to do. And he probably just turned around and said, you know what? We know how much of a whore you were before you met me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I've never told anybody about that gangbang that you did down in Venezuela. You know, he said things like that, that, you know, he just should not have said. And hence, they're divorced. <laughs> that was the yeah. fastest divorce ever. But do you see she bought a house, like, across the street from him or Is across really? the river from him? She's like... Right in his neighborhood, still probably for the kids, though, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt if if money gets settled that they probably get back together. I don't know, or really? he just, or he like if you know what you know, it's really cool to take uh, a two hundred a two thousand five Lamborghini. You know, it's cool to do a two thousand five Lamborghini. Get a two thousand twenty two Lamborghini. That's what you do. Turn it in, get a new model. That's what you do, right? Yeah, but so, Sam. No money's getting settled. They ain't getting a penny from Sammy Bankman. That money's bye bye bye. That's at the bottom of the ocean. That's not coming back. Um, you know, I mean, he really went from being able to buy a football team, like you know, as a minority investor, to not being able to buy a football team. I mean, dude, it's super sad. It is super sad, without a doubt. It's sad. Oh, I'm not. He's got three hundred million dollars waiting for him to call games at Fox or CBS. When this is all done, he'll bounce yeah. back. You know, that ain't money and, and, in the bank. Hey, long shot. He wins another Super Bowl, uh, gets the bonus. I mean, you know, he's back in action. Um, the only way he wins another Super Bowl is if he goes back to New England. It ain't happening with Tampa Bay. No. I, I mean, damn, they they do have the offensive tools. They have a losing uh, record. Yeah, but they're still in first place. Yeah, no. but dude, then they're Only, gonna have to go play yeah. winning teams. The NFC South is garbage, man. I and I I know that. I watch it every weekend. It's bad. Yeah, Johnny's Johnny's garbage. The Panthers are four and six. They're two games out of first place. Yeah, the Falcons are still in it. I think they won like three games. Yeah, they're yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. You it's know what's so funny is like I have like totally different like the 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 Detroit Lions and, and the Las Vegas Raiders have the same exact fucking uh 
uh, record, and I have totally different vibes on both of them, right? Like Detroit, you're like, hey, dude, anything's possible at this point. You put together a nice little run. Raiders are like, whatever, who cares? Doesn't matter. So keeping on the subject of Tom Brady and Giselle losing all their money in fucking crypto, how about Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, comes out today, and you know he's talking What's about his last the- name, Diamond. Diamond. Oh my God, is that his real name or is that a yeah. SoundCloud rapper name? Jamie Diamond. That's a Jewish Jamie name. Jamie Diamond. What are you yeah. doing? What are you a strip bar DJ? I've known a couple diamonds in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's a that's a name. I've heard that. Yeah. Jamie Diamond, CEO of of, uh, of J.P. Morgan, by, who just got upgraded, by the way, by Morgan Stanley today because they're all in bed with each other. But he came out and he said, they asked him about crypto because he says we're going into a recession. We probably are. And he said, stop, just stop with this fucking crypto. He said, and he said, crypto, he goes, remember the pet rock? He goes, basically, crypto is like the pet rock. And they basically talked about crypto <laughs> as being tokens, tokens that you win, but at a Chuck E. Cheese. It's like you're confined to the Chuck E. Cheese. Those tokens don't work anywhere outside it. It was really goddamn interesting hearing them talk about crypto. Then on the other hand, you got that guy, Tim Draper, well-known investor, started a yeah. bunch of companies investing them. He comes out and says, uh, Bitcoin's going to be 250000 next year, 2023. Yeah, they, they've that. been saying that for years, dude. They said that uh, this year, at the end of the year, it was going to be 100000 yeah. I remember here. Draper said that. Draper said it would be two fifty this year, and they said, yeah, you were a little off. And he said, no. He goes, I, and he gave like five different reasons. He thinks it's going to be two fifty k next year. I don't know. I think that's a little high. That's a tad high. Well, um, were were the reasons were the reasons anything that made sense, Howie? You know, he basically came out and uh, uh, what the fuck did he, he said? He's talked about the different mining that's going on in different countries. Um, he talked yeah. about uh, his main reason was this, Johnny. He said that he felt what about that me. Visa, I'm here too. He felt Visa and Mastercard because they're charging. You know, they charge those two percent fees. He said, you know these companies can use Bitcoin and people can save, you know, millions of dollars. Um, he said that, of course, Jimmy Diamond came out and said, no, nah, man, no, nobody uses it. He, he compared it to, he said, just nobody uses it. Nobody's going to use it. It's going to continue to drop. I, I see nobody is not, act, you can't say nobody. I mean, there are a lot of people that, that use stupid. it. And listen, dude, this is all, uh, listen, these banks have been manipulating markets and this is growing pains and 100% there's been some very dark art shit done to it. But I do believe that there is a future in some way, somehow with crypto. It's just, it's just where it's going. You, you have the framework for it. Now you've gone through your growing pains. These people, people are learning, Hey dude, don't keep your money in these exchanges, keep them yeah. on your personal wall. Keep your key. Like this is the growing pains that come with it. Now, uh, does that mean like a uh, dog fart is going coins going to blow up? No, dog fart porn coin isn't going to uh, blow up. Dog fart porn might, but dog fart coin will not. Okay, so <laughs> I think there's a future in it. It just get you're going to see it, it got wild west. We we're part of this wild west. And I think you're going to see something happen where where 
we start to move into how the system we use properly. That's my humble opinion. We'll see. I, mean, I I'm not against you. I don't. I'm just. I listen to both guys' points of view today, and, and uh, I have no idea. I, think <laughs> I like- uh, I got uh, Celsius sent me something, and it, they confirmed how much I have in their uh, coins, and they got it right. I was really amazed, and. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't expect yeah, I got anything that too. for a very long time. Um, but they do what? Same. I don't I agree. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you may not get chipped, but at least they have the right tracking mechanism so they can track it back to you. Well, they yeah. did get some money back uh recently in a few different from a few different sources. And they're about to uh I think we're about to see people start to kind of bid on the debt, you know? Uh so that and that could be something that ends up netting us some cash here. I I, I want to know what you got. We got the guest here. Uh, I just want to talk about this really quickly before we bring him in. Uh, Netflix is going to roll out multiple ad supported tiers. So you, you get what I'm saying, right? Where you have to watch ads, almost like a YouTube style ad system, probably where you have to watch like maybe three or four at the beginning and then you can watch an entire movie, uh, you know, and it's going to be cheaper. What do you guys think about that? It's going to be six ninety nine, is what they're talking about, uh, an ad supported tier. What do you think about them bringing advertisements to Netflix? That shows how desperate I they are, I think it's right? stupid. I mean, but people are okay with it. Stupid people for who? Okay like Hulu does it, and I, I, I don't, I don't complain. Yeah, but Netflix I mean, is supposed yeah. to be the premier platform. You know what I mean? That's our whole model. I think, I think that, and and the reason I'm saying this is because I listened to the CEO from Paramount today, and all those companies where they're getting killed where they're not making money is in ad sales. Right now, that's what is low, and that's crushing all of them. I think Paramount was closed at a 10-year low today. So what it, who it will benefit is Netflix. I mean, that's what's going to help. You you think okay. so? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you think the customer is going to be okay with that? It's pay, still paying $7 a month. I, I, I think, to watch I think ads. most customers will pay it, yeah. Okay. I do. All right. We got a we'll couple see. of stories, but we can get back to those on the other side because the guest yeah, well, is I got one, one big one, man. One big one. This oh, is where can we bring the guest in? Bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah, bring okay. him in. All Let's right. bring him in. We'll talk about and we'll answer questions, do all the stories after the yeah. guest. All right, guys. We'll tell you about our friends over there at Copy My Crypto and our good friend James McMahon, everybody. That's right. Guys, we've seen so many people make ridiculous money from crypto. But did you know it's easy? For you to do the same, the Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do as he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each, it went on to be worth $123,000. All the 26 coins, his top pick of the year called Phantom, went up 692 times from what when he said. That's one call. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their twenties and thirties. Remember, this is public knowledge. You you can go to YouTube and verify this yourself. 
If you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com slash Sam. That's copymycrypto forward slash Sam. That's S-A-M. You'll find the proof of everything we've said, but my listeners get full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash Sam. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. All right. Very excited to have this guest on. Uh, he's an American success story. His website is ecircleacademy.com. Please welcome Nikki Baloo. How are you, brother? I'm blessed and grateful, Sam. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's roll it. Thank you so much for coming, Nikki. Uh, I appreciate you reached out and, uh, you know, just worked. And I'm so happy that you're here. It's a real honor. Uh, Nikki, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Sure. Well, I'll tell you a bit of my backstory. I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was a young boy of just 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran. My late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. You know, the way these folks were showing up, this wasn't going to be a great place, in his opinion, to raise uh, his Christian family. So what he did is he made a plan, along with my mother, and they hustled us out of um, Iran, and eventually we settled in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I thank God every day for my dad and his foresight, because he took us out of tyranny and he brought us to freedom. Now, gentlemen, I don't know if you're following the international news as far as Iran is concerned, but just a couple of months ago, a young woman, 22 years old, was accosted and arrested by the so-called morality police, and she had some of her hair showing from under her hijab, and they beat her to death. They beat her to death. In Iran, the law is if you're a woman, you're not allowed to show your, your skin or your hair except for your face and your hands. And this is appalling, abominable, and it's resulted in all kinds of protests, possibly a second Iranian revolution, because the young women and the young men of Iran want to be free. You know, and, and inside every human breast beats the very living heart of freedom. And I know there's certain folks these days that are just, for lack of a better word, ignorant or malevolent, and they're saying, oh, my God, the West, America, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. I push back real hard against that. As far as I'm concerned, this is the greatest nation, the most tolerant nation in the history of the world, most tolerant nation there ever was and probably there, that there ever will be. And we all need to be grateful that we're free and we get to live in a free country. First and foremost, that's me. I'm all about freedom, free expression and free enterprise. You can't have capitalism without freedom, guys. And You're that's in the why right it's so place, important. Nikki. You're in the... So, Nikki, are you out of Canada or are you out of America? Canada, brother. But I'm the most American-Canadian you're ever going to meet. So you're a Canadian success story. My apologies. You're a it's good a, man. Why would you apologize? It's an start. honor to be called an American as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, dude, <laughs> I love you to pieces. Nikki, so you, you came over here and... Uh, I mean, like, I, this is a business uh, podcast. This is an investment podcast. But, man, there's some crazy stuff going on in Canada right now with uh, a lot of the business and a lot of the government overreach and stuff like that. What, what, is, 
Yeah, I mean, Trudeau is just out of control right now. Well, Trudeau, as I like to call him, because, you know, that's really what he is. He's a turd. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, he's in charge, and uh, he's starting to um, – not starting to. He's been making moves to take away our many of our traditional rights and freedoms. So for the first time I got involved in politics, I, other than voting, I joined the Conservative Party. I campaigned for Pierre Poiliev, and I donated money to him, and I encouraged others to do the same. And he won the leadership of the Conservative Party. He's fantastic. He's a freedom-minded individual. So I believe we'll win the next election. Let's just make sure Trudeau doesn't destroy the country before then. That's all I got to say around that. But like you said, this is a business show, an entrepreneurial show, and I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I love Canada. It's always an honor to go enter, uh, go there. We do stand up anytime I can make it in to Canada. It's a real blessing. What you know, both coasts are pretty amazing. Toronto is a wonderful town to do stand up in. Edmonton's a wonderful town to do stand up in. So you're you you go there. Your father gets you out of Iran, gets you to Canada. Uh, as as somebody who started from basically nothing, right? You guys come to this country and you have to you have to figure out how the lay of the land and how to get going. How did that process go? It was tough. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, it took a lot of years to basically figure it out and and, and start to 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 fit in with the flow of the Canadian uh, and North American milieu. But I had my father, and my father is the greatest man I ever knew, right? He was an entrepreneur. He was the kind of man, I'll tell you, if you knew him back in the day and you were looking for work, he'd find you a job. If you were looking to start a business, he'd help you start a business. He even helped people that were going to compete with him start businesses, brother, because he didn't care about that. He just wanted people to win. And people would like freak out and go, I'm going to compete with you. And they go, I don't, I don't care. There's plenty of business for all of us here. Here's what you got to do. That's what it was like. And if you worked for him and you, know, you wanted to buy a car, a house or an apartment, you didn't have enough money, dad would top you up and make sure you could buy that car, that house, or that apartment. That's the kind of man he was. And I was his son. I grew up around that. And dad used to always come tell me, son, business isn't about money. Life isn't about money. It's about people. It's about people. Yeah. Look after the people. The money will look after itself. 100%. And that's, that's who he was. And that's how he was, my brother. Well, Looking, I mean, one thing people got to realize, and, and I think there's a lot of similarities between now and Iran, and I'm guessing you came over in the mid-70s. That's what I'm thinking in my head. That's early. That, all right, 1980. Because, you know, for the readers out there listening, you didn't know this. Your situation there is basically you had a guy that had led Iran forever, the Shah, and fucking Khomeini came in and, and basically – you saw the writing on the wall. Like if you didn't leave, you were going to die. I mean, being a Christian in that part of the world, then um, well, they weren't killing thing. us. They weren't that, killing yeah, us. I want to yeah, be clear, that was a but they took tough. a lot of rights away. It yeah. wasn't going to be the same, you know, um, legal discrimination against non-Muslims is written into the uh, Islamic Republic's constitution. So it's not like, you know, being in ISIS where if you were not one of them, you'd be killed. But, it wasn't a fun place to be. Let's just leave it at that. And yeah. that's what had us come to the West. You know, that's why we came to Canada and we're grateful to be living in the West. But that's also why we're standing up strong against these woke tards who are trying to take all our rights away from us. <laughs> you know, James Wood says that scratch a liberal and you're going to find a fascist. And I agree with him. 
they are all fascists. They're trying to take away free speech rights. They're trying to take away your right to do business. It's just nuts and it's crazy. It's one of the reasons, you know, that I speak up. I never used to speak up. My motto in business was, hey, leave politics out of it. Not anymore, man. Talk politics. Persuade people that are persuadable. That's what I do. I respect that, Nikki. I really do. This is a great interview. Thank you so much. So, yeah. you know, I really relate to what your father do. It's something I practice in my life, which is abundance. Uh, give it away. Give it away and it will come back to you tenfold. I believe that. And every time I I, I start to wonder whether it's going to work out, some magic happens in my life. And there is magic through God and and spirituality and all that stuff in, in, in this world that we live in. And, you know, through God, all things are possible. And I, I, I apply that to business and uh, I see that that's what your dad did. And that that's why I think he flourished, man. The, the more you give the way, the more it comes back to you. And at the end of the day, you're right. It's not about money. And there's this whole notion that's kind of crammed down, at least in the States are, are crammed down our throats from the beginning, which is, uh, he who dies with the most toys wins. I think that's the biggest lie ever told. I think it's whoever exactly. dies connecting with the most people and helping the most people is in the end wins. And you can be both. You can yeah. have both a successful business and help others. And I think that's very important. Yeah, Nikki, tell us about it, tell us about is. some of the athletes you work with. So I work with uh, Olympic gold medalist uh, Mark McCoy. Uh, he was in nineteen ninety two. High hurdles, 110 meter high hurdles, gold medal. I worked with Donovan Bailey. Donovan Bailey won the Atlanta Games 100 meters and the 110 100 meter uh, four by 100 uh, gold medals. Um, my uh, my heart, my lady, she's a three time Guinness World Record holder. She's run 12 hours on a treadmill three times. So what? you know, it, yeah, man, she's the girly Goggins. You know who Goggins is? Yes. Yeah. David Goggins. She's the girly Goggins. She's a blonde girly Goggins. She loves these Respect, extreme brother. races. Just like you know how many guys it. in this country would like pay to get their woman on a treadmill for three hours, let alone twelve. How about twenty minutes? Holy shit! Well, my, my woman's a serious world record holding level athlete. She's she's awesome. It's pretty That's hot great. too, which kind of works for me. That's great, dude. That's great. So let's get into some business thing. You know. Um, you know, you were some of the notes you sent me, some of the topics you want to talk about is how to grow your wealth. And you, you believe that you figured out a way that someone could go yeah. to add 30,000 to $300,000, uh, in income in 30 days. Yep. I, I believe that. So, All right. so listen, when I got into business myself, um, like I came from a business family, like my dad had run companies. So I grew up understanding business. You understand what I'm saying? I knew, understand marketing, sales, hiring, firing, finance. I, I got it. And I went to school. I went to Georgetown University. I got my master's degree there. Brother, I studied business. You, you know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about. But I noticed a lot of good people that get into the business world. They're good tradesmen. They're good technicians, but they're not business people. You understand what I'm saying? They do not get it. They don't get sales and marketing. They don't get hiring and firing. They don't get finance. They just got the entrepreneurial bug and they jump into it. The problem is because they don't get business, they struggle. You know, and I saw this. And in particular, here's one of the key issues that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. 
They are scared of selling. They like the the idea of selling gives them ooh, just the willies. They go, oh my God, I don't want to come across as pushy. I don't want to come across as salesy. I don't want to reek of commission breath. Oh my God, no. And the problem is that because of that, they don't go out there after business they legitimately should get. So they miss out. But those clients, they could help miss out on having an honest, good person helping them. And then because of that, the sum total of goodness in the world goes down. And I saw this and I thought, okay, I know business. I can help these people. I don't look at sales that way. I actually look at sales as love. To me, I sell when I love someone and I want to help them. You know what I mean? Sales is like service. So I thought we got to help these folks reframe selling to servant because nobody wants to be sold by some pushy salesman, but everybody wants to buy. You love buying. Check this out. This is one of my toys. This is a pen that's been made out of a bullet, a 50 caliber bullet. Gentlemen, this is a cool toy. Y'all want one of these on your table. You know what I'm saying? It's really cool. I love buying this. This cost a couple of bucks. I bought it from somebody who really helped me understand how cool this was. And, and you know, I like pens. I collect pens and why, why this would be a neat thing. I've maybe used it three times, but it sits on my desk. So I teach people, serve people, and people who naturally want to buy will buy from you. Just doing that for the folks that I've been around, guys, just doing that doubles, triples, quadruples people's income because they take the attention off themselves. They're not nervous about selling and they're focusing on making a difference for the human being in front of them. That's someone's mother, someone's father, someone's sister, someone's daughter, someone's brother, someone's son. You focus on helping another human being, that on its own will bring God's blessings onto you and bring mucho dollars into your pockets. That's I step agree, one. Bud. I agree, man. Yeah, everything you're saying right now is so, and like, I'm having flashbacks right now of, of when I worked in finance. And we used to have to read this book, uh, all these books by Ogmandino, like the greatest salesman in the world. Uh, Love that guy. Well, that you sound like him. Like, literally, I just had a flashback of those books from what you're saying. Um, it just triggered this because I would say any person that thinks they're an entrepreneur or they have the bug, before you do anything, read the book, Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. Read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I mean, you have to read these. You have to, because what it does, it just reiterates everything that you're saying right now. Well, I love what you're 100%. saying, man. I, I apply that. I'm really like in my life, you know, uh, the guy, two of the guys on the show are stand-up comics. And, you know, sometimes uh, I have to sit there and go, am I being of service to my crowd? If I'm not being of service, why am I doing this at this moment? Uh, to, to be of service to others is a giant part of life. And when you start to think of it like that, which is a wonderful way of looking at sales, it's not like you're trying to get one off somebody. You're trying to be service to them to help them to understand that this is something that will make their life better. And I think that's a wonderful way of looking at it. God bless your heart, brother. It's the truth. And here's the second thing, right? People don't understand marketing. They When you ask them what they do, I'm a salesman, I'm a realtor, I'm a coach, I'm a blah, I'm a blah. And I'm like, no, no, stop talking about you. Start talking about how you help people. So I really help people figure out their message because most people's messaging sucks. So I'll give you an example. I'll tell you a quick story here. I um, had a guy be introduced to me. He was a young man 
great guy, 25 years old when I met him, loved helping people. He was a personal fitness trainer, right? Good at what he did. Horrible businessman. Horrible. Had seven clients make $1,200 a month in Toronto. Toronto is the New York City of Canada, bro. That gives you an idea of how expensive it is to live in this city. $1,200 a month? Ha! I ain't going to cut it, right? So yeah. buddy comes to me and I go, okay, Danny, his name's Dan. Danny, tell me. Tell me about your business. What do you do? How do you help people? He goes, oh, Nikki, man, I'm a trainer and I help anybody. And I'm like, no, man, no, no, no. You, you got to narrow. He goes, no, no, really. I can help anybody. I can help them lose weight. I can help them get strong. I can help them enter competitions. I can do it all. And I'm like, oh, my God, you mean you can help anybody with a wallet and a pulse, buddy? And he's <laughs> like, ha, 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 good one, Nikki. I guess so. I'm like, no, narrow. So he narrowed his focus. He goes, okay, my dad is a doctor. I love my dad. Doctors make a lot of money. Let's go after doctors. I'm like, nobody. That's a horrible message. I love my dad and doctors make a lot of money. No one's going to buy from you for that. Didn't listen. Went after him. Didn't work out. I go, we got to change the message, Danny. Okay, okay. Narrow some more. I got a cardiologist. Cardiologist. They make more money than doctors. I'm like, oh, my God. He's not getting it. This guy's not getting it. Didn't work out. Then all of a sudden, God Almighty sent him a Paralympian athlete who had a missing leg since childhood. This fellow and, and Danny, they hit it off. They just worked out hard. He got this guy ready to go to competition, and he won a couple medals. Then Danny comes to me. He goes, okay, Nikki, oh, my God, I've been such an idiot. I finally get what you mean. It's about the people, not the money. I love working with this guy. I wasn't trying to chase money. I was, I was helping somebody. I want to help people with missing limbs, Nikki. I go, that's a great idea, Danny. Go do it. So he went, gentlemen, in six short weeks, he signed up 400 clients. 400 oh clients. God. His income went up from 1,200 and added not one zero, but two zeros. 1,200 a month to over 100 grand a month. And y'all know how much money personal trainers make, right? Not a lot, basically. This dude made over 100 grand a month. Now, why? Why? First of all, no one else was going after people with missing limbs. They thought these guys can't work out, but Danny knew better. Secondly, Danny was like, I'm going to help you get strong and fit. Put yourself in the shoes of a man with a missing limb or two. You probably don't feel good that you don't have all your limbs. You probably don't believe you can do everything an able-bodied person can do. Danny looked these folks in the eye and he says, you can do anything an able-bodied person can do. You're a warrior. You're a badass. And I'm going to pull that out of you. That's why he signed 400 clients. That's why he had to change his business model from one-on-one -on -one to group coaching and online and all that jazz. That, my friends, is the power of a dialed-in message supported by a badass coach like me who's going to get his ass ready to go out there and do what he has to do to help people and not chase money and, and chase being of service and love to his fellow Plus, those people with the missing limbs probably have money. They probably collected from all those accidents. Jeez. Well, you know, there's lots of reasons people have missing limbs. So I guess that could be one of them. But there's also people who went to war, you know, got their arms and legs blown off. Yeah. Serving the cause of freedom, too. There's a lot of those. Yeah. Folks well. uh, yeah. So I think that's great. I, I, I apply that to podcasting. It's a big reason why we started this podcast. It's a big reason why I started uh, my other podcast is filling out filling in a niche uh 
and connecting with like-minded people and understanding who needed to be serviced and who didn't. And that's how you thrive. I think that's a very important thing to, you know, for every McDonald's, you know, it's very hard to start another McDonald's. It's, but if you have a specific uh, menu, it's easier to find your clientele, right? I mean, I think it's easier, uh, an easier marketing scheme as well. So yes, let me sir. ask you something. So uh, what is a thought leader in your opinion? What is glad a thought leader? Question. Why should we care? So glad you asked that question, right? Um, the best way to, to explain it is by drawing a distinction between an expert and a thought leader. So an expert is someone who knows something. Experts are a dime a dozen, right? They're not all that rare. They're not all that valuable. But a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. Thought leaders are rare and valuable and sought after. And if you become a thought leader, you can add a zero or two to your income because you're known as the go-to guy. Like Danny became known as the go-to guy who worked with folks with missing limbs. And dude, he attracted a ton of those folks. You know what I'm talking about, right? And I'll give you another example. So there's two professors from the University of Toronto Department of Psychology. One of them's an expert. One of them's a thought leader. The ex they're both, you know, work in the area of social personality. They're both like highly regarded, you know, in, 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 uh, in the university. But the one fella's name is Dr. Jason Plack. You ever heard of Dr. Jason Plack, gentlemen? Probably not. not, right? The other fellow is Dr. Jordan Peterson. You heard of Dr. Jordan Peterson, gentlemen? Of course you have. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's the thought leader. Jason Plack's an expert. Jason Plack makes $150,000, $175,000 a year. Jordan Peterson probably makes $15 million a year. His books sell millions of copies. His videos have been watched 3 billion times right now. And the man gets $100,000 a speech for most of his speeches. And he is the foremost authority in the world standing up for Western civilization, Western values, manhood, masculinity, and men. Gotta love Jordan Peterson. And if you want to be the thought leader in your space, what you want to do is you want to figure out how to be useful enough to a group of people the way Jordan Peterson has. So those people go, gotta have Sam, gotta have Howie, gotta have Johnny. You know, get me Johnny Woodard, get me Howie Dewey, get me Sam Tripoli. That's what we do. That's what I teach people how to do, how to become the thought leader in this space. That's how I help them make a, a ton of money. It's simple to do, not easy, but simple. Once you figure it out, you come from love and heart and wanting to make a difference. And you realize you're living in tough times right now. The last three years, man, they have been brutal on people. People's mental health has been knocked down. People are not feeling strong and powerful. They're not feeling certain. And if you come from love, those people are going to know that you're a winner. And what I do for people, brother, is I show them how to win today. Not how you could win using strategies from three years ago, but how to win today. And that, my friend, is what people need. They need someone who loves them, someone who believes in them, someone who gives a good gosh darn, who's ready to show them how to win, grab them by the arm, lock arms with them, and take him across the finish line. I like it, man. I'm getting jacked up right now. Yeah, I uh, I like it because I see that happen in comedy. Uh, a lot of the comedians who get very big have very specific brands that they're catering to. Uh, it's it's either through a niche, 
you know, a category or an ethnic group and they service those groups and the ones who do that the best uh, seem to flourish, you know, even in podcasting, man, the more specific you are with your your genre of podcast and the topic you talk about, the more people resonate with it. And I'll go even farther. The more specific the title of your podcast, the more people are, are going to listen to it. Meaning there's certain names of podcasts out there that do very well, like, um, you know, crime podcasts do well. So there's one called my favorite murder. You know what they're going to talk about on that podcast, small town murder, my podcast, Tim Fall Hat, my other one, which is a conspiracy podcast, you know exactly what they're going to talk about. Uh, a great podcast just came up called Are You Garbage? You know exactly what they're going to talk about on the podcast. Those are very specific things that help brand and make you a thought leader in those genres. So I do I do think that's very important. Uh so you're going we kind of talked about this earlier in the in your appearance in your interview, but I think it's a good thing to come back to. Um, you know, I've been having a lot of talks with people about, you know, uh socialism versus you know, capitalism. Uh I would take crony capitalism over socialism any day. That's just me personally. Uh, I do think we have 100%. some problems going on with capitalism right now, but I would take that over uh socialism and which always leads to communism 100 percent. so what are your thoughts on, on like freedom and and why free free enterprise matters as an entrepreneur brother if you don't have free enterprise you can't be an entrepreneur you're going to be at the operating at the whim of tyrants right and you know america was founded by free men seizing their freedom away from a tyrannical government. And by the way, the British, compared to what's going on today, were very benign, right? And I think right now, you and America need to stand up for your rights and for your freedoms. You need to do it in every way possible. The left doesn't fight fair, right? And nor should you fight fair against them. You should be out to destroy them and destroy their ability to, to win. And they... A leftist by the name of Saul Alinsky wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. Every yeah. freedom-minded individual needs to read that book and use the tactics in it against the left. That's the only way we're going to win. we got to be God's avenging angels right now and going after the left, legally speaking, of course. I want to be very clear in case some idiot listens to this and wants to take it out of context. But 100%, you got to fight those guys. you got to de defeat them, and you got to destroy them. They've been trying to silence us. We cannot allow that to happen, and we need to push hard against them, and we need to hold them accountable. And if they've broken the law, we need to have people in office that are going to go after them and really prosecute them. They've been trying to prosecute freedom-minded people for decades. Ever since Richard Nixon, they've been trying to prosecute people, right? They went after Nixon. The Republican Party abandoned Nixon. They never should have done that. They should have stuck with Nixon because the Democrats stuck with Clinton. They stuck with Obama and they're sticking with with uh, Biden right now. And these guys are the biggest crooks there is. They all belong in a prison cell, as far as I'm concerned. I agree, man. I think uh, free, the, the ability to create a brand and grow your brand is very important. Uh, there's a lot of places it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, China, you could have a business going and the government could come in and just take your building and 
uh, and your business and there's nothing you could do about it. I think it's very important. I do think capitalism lifts a lot of people out of poverty. And again, it's not perfect capitalism, but I would take it over socialism and what's going on in Latin America. Now, there is a lot of interventionists that go intervening from um, certain banking entities into these countries that cause a lot of chaos and i don't agree with that either uh so i think it's interesting times but i would agree with you that in fact uh you know free enterprise is the best now i just want to circle back one more question that kind of goes back to your thought leader thing but um basically how can you become a branded authority you know so that people come to you and you have a lineup of clients waiting to work for you. Uh, what would be your suggestion on that? Well, I think we've been talking about, you know, coming from the heart. So you want to develop a reputation as someone who who cares about people. And then you've got to have really, really good messaging for yourself as well. But you also got to value what you do. You got to solve problems for people for profit. That's what business is. It's all about solving problems for people for profit. Right. Business isn't about talking about how great your 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 whatever is your product is, your services. It's about finding people who have a problem that you can solve and making a profit out of it. And a lot of people don't understand that. If you focus on others and solving <laughs> problems for them, that's how you win. That's how you become seen as an authority. Well, if you're just trying to sell something, nobody wants to buy that from you, man. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to buy your program. People don't buy into a program. They don't buy into anything. They buy their way out of problems. If you position yourself as someone who's a problem solver, they will pay you money to help buy their way out of their problem. I, I love that. I got one last question. You mentioned two really important things in as far as starting a business or even working for a business. Uh, you mentioned number one, sales, and then number two, marketing. And they're extremely different. Explain like the main difference between the two. And, and a lot of people kind of co-mingle those two things and they don't understand how different they are and how important both are. Well, look, selling is really about getting people to give you money to, you know, provide them a product or a service. That's what it is. That's the bottom line of sales. Marketing is about attracting people to your message. So they're interested in buying from you. The job of marketing is to make sales easier, right? The job yeah. of branding is to make marketing easier. If you're well-branded as a thought leader, then it, you don't need to market so hard, right? And if your marketing is really good, you don't need to sell so hard. That's the job. Yeah. And thought leadership is really all about taking your brand from here to here, taking you from an unknown who to saying, get me how we do it. They, you, you know, in the 2000 election, when George W. Bush was um, basically locked in a struggle with Al Gore over Florida's electoral votes, right? It was, it was in a rough place. And the chairman of the Bush campaign was James Baker. And he said, get me Roger Stone. And Roger Stone came in and he figured out what needed to happen in order to help Bush win the election. And he did it. He was a thought leader in the area of winning big fights, tough elections. That's what you got to understand. You want to create that for yourself. If you don't know how to do it, you better find yourself a mentor. 
that's another thing I tell people. Stop trying to figure things out on your own. Smart entrepreneurs have mentors, peers. They invest in mentorship. They invest in peer group. One of my clients, Robin Sharma, once said to me, if you want to double your income in any given year, triple your investment in personal and professional development. That means hire the coaches, join the peer groups, attend the conferences, buy the courses. When I did that, I over doubled my income. And I tell people do this all the time, but you got to make sure you're working with people who know what they're talking about. You can't be talking to somebody who's selling you strategies that worked in 2020 because it's 2022 right now. The world has changed. You need new strategies. There's a lot of people who go on podcasts, a lot of people who have podcasts. Podcasts are awesome and wonderful. Not a lot of people monetize those podcasts. Not a lot of people monetize being a guest on a podcast. One of the things that I'm an expert at is how to monetize being a guest on a podcast. I've generated over six figures from podcast guesting in less than six months this year. And from having my own podcast, I've generated over seven figures. These are some of the things that people need to learn how to do and how to do effectively. It's very, very important. Nikki, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Great question. Um, you mentioned monetizing podcasts and Sam was like, oh yeah, can I get your number please? Yeah, people might want to get a hold of you. Johnny, Johnny, you don't realize Nikki's on the show because I promise you'd pay him 10 grand. So uh, <laughs> make sure you get a hold of him. Uh-oh. <laughs> so um, here's the deal. We, uh, we, we, we say to people, Go to our website. We've got a lot of free stuff there, a lot of free resources. But there's also um, something I offer called a success call, which is really a, a powerful name, success call. It's all about helping you be set up for success. And it's a, a coaching session where we look at where you're at right now in your business and where you want to be, what the gap is and why that gap is. And then we create a blueprint to get there. And I offer that call for free to anybody who wants to take me up on it. All you got to do is go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. And right now, you know, it's a time of year where it's a good idea to have these types of conversations, get yourself ready for victory. Well, great, uh, great interview. You crushed it. Thank you for coming on, Nikki. Uh, it was a wonderful conversation. I look forward to having a, more conversations with you in the future. And uh, if you like what Nikki said, please check out any of the links below. Uh, he'd be more than happy to contact with you. And once again, Nikki, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you, Nikki Baloo. We appreciate you. We look forward to having a conversation with you in the future. Good old, my brother. Thanks for having me on the show. God bless you. Good God stuff. Bless. Thank you, buddy. When it comes to personal hygiene, who has time to read the long list of ingredients on the back of the bottle? Some ingredients I can't even pronounce. If you're like me and you care about what goes into your body, it's time to try native personal care products like we did on Cash Daddies. Every native product is thoughtfully formulated to keep you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. You know native for their aluminum-free deodorant. Native keeps their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients you understand like coconut oil, shea butter and baking soda native deodorant checks a lot of boxes 72 hour odor protection naturally derived ingredients and a smooth residue free application native also offers a variety of scents with new and limited edition scents being released all the time when you use native you will smell amazing all day long thanks to their long lasting scents want to smell spicy and woodsy or clean and fresh native has a scent option for everyone i know some of the favorites of the guys on the show were the 
warm cider and cinnamon and uh, cashmere and rain. That's a great one. Also, toasted marshmallow and vanilla. Check that one out. Now's the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to native. When you visit their site, you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their body washes while you're at it. I know I just tried Native's body wash and I love it. I got to pick my own scent. They have a million to choose from and it's it's nice, you know, smelling like what you want to smell like every day. Smell and feel fresh all day long with Native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedo.com slash cash or use the promo code cash at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash cash or use the promo code cash at checkout for 20% off your first order. All right. Well, thank you, Nikki Ballou. You dropped the hammer of the Christian gods on us. Thank you. We greatly appreciate that. So, uh, guys, again, check out the uh, links below. And uh, if you're interested, hit up Nikki. That'd be great. Guys, Well, let's get in some stories of the week. And then answer a question, and we'll get Howie's pick of the week. Yeah, just a couple more stories. This one I just thought was so interesting because it's almost like a sign of the times. Uh, This is from CNBC. Walmart stores across the U.S. are grappling with an uptick in shoplifting that could lead to higher prices and even closed stores if the problem persists, according to CEO Doug McMillan. He said that on uh, Tuesday. Uh, I think that's how bad theft is that they're talking about closing stores because of shoplifting right now. I went to the damn Ralph's the other day, dude, and she made me pay for the bags before she would give me the 10 cent bags. That's how people were just coming in there, like just stealing the plastic bags in uh, in a route. It's wreaking havoc. It's wreaking havoc on a lot of the especially the drugstore, CVS, Rite Aid. Are there margins that thin? Are there margins that narrow? Yeah, everything's well. Here's what happened. I mean, you had situations where people were coming in New York, walking in with big bags, filling them up, and walking out saying bye bye. It just happened and, in L.A. when the new sheriff came in. They arrested like dozens of people and like a, a ring of people that were just doing that. How they were just going. There's pictures. I'm just going into stores and walking out with their arms full like this. Yeah, New York, and they weren't doing any security guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then you you you're just like a um. You're just like L.A. They keep voting for the same things because they vote. They they vote emotionally and they they refuse to uh, vote for anything. Other but this is Walmart. We don't even have any Walmarts in L.A. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, this, this doesn't this. Ha- these are these are uh, corporations. I mean, that that's something they have to fix on their own. Somebody at Walmart needs to say, look, here's what we're going to do. Uh, when something's stolen, we lock down the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I'm sure they've I mean, had they've created something where it's like, do you see what's going on at the Apple store? It's like, don't try to stop them. These people yeah. are looting the places. And it's yeah. just like, it's a combination of these extremely liberal politics and these lawyers who have litigated. So yeah. if you touch these people, they sue the shit out of you. I will say it's always been that way though. Cause I remember this girl I was friends with in college worked at J crew. And I, she was telling me, she's like, came in one day and was like, yeah, dude, some guy just stole like five sweaters from the store today and walked out. I was like, what do you, you guys didn't stop him. What about the security? And he's like, we're, she told me, and this was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. We're not a, yeah, 20 years ago. We're not allowed to do anything. And that was 20 years ago. So I guess I think people have just become, it seems to me like just more people are, I don't know, desperate enough or opportunistic enough to uh, to do the stealing now. It's become like an eventually, organized thing. Eventually, 
they'll figure it out because when there's cash involved and you have large corporations getting their ass kicked, money rules over everything. They'll figure something out. You'll see someday some dude just grab a pair of shoes and get fucking electrocuted. I'm telling you something will happen because there's cash involved. That's all, you know, they'll they'll get to a point where the margins get so thin, like, nah, man, this isn't working. We're losing money. We got to do something. Um, and, and it'll happen. What that is, who knows? But no, you're right. That's a major problem. All right. Uh, this is another story that, that just surprised me because fanatics, you know, fanatics, right? I think that's a, yeah. a they run all these sports websites, uh, merch for, for them, shops, sports shops. And I think the websites are terrible. They're just they're so like uh, cheesy. You know, I mean, they're always having like these fake, you know, like down on Hollywood Boulevard everybody's got a going out of business 50% off everything must go sale. And it's always like that. That's what a fanatics website is. It's always some crazy wet. And it's got like a timer up at the clock. Like you got five minutes to buy five hats and you'll get 50% off. And yeah. fanatics is somehow after a $700 million investment round, their valuation hit $31 billion. Isn't that, that, that just shocked me. Cause I think of them as a really bad business. 31 billion. billion. Yeah. That's how much that company's worth. Damn. Makes you wonder. It's almost like Crazy Eddie back in like the eighties, man. Like, oh when, yeah, that guy was the best. Bro. What's Crazy Eddie? I don't know what that wasn't he one of wasn't he one of your guys, Sam? Wasn't he uh, a well, uh, Armenian? One of my guys. Was What's he was either mean? he was either Armenian or Albanian? One of them. Either one. You know, he ain't fucking around, dog. Yeah, yeah. That dude. He ended up like having to go to like Israel and hide out for a couple years. He like they were. It's ripping everybody off crazy eddies um by the way some the of the money the company raises from blackrock i wanted to say that I... of course so, blackrock's in everything so speaking of blackrock this is interesting um and, oh, yeah. and i don't know which side to go on but i think there's a lot of crookedness on both sides so florida florida basically yeah. florida said you know what blackrock was managing uh 13 no i'm sorry it was here's what they did the state has a fund and out of that fund i don't know what it is let's say it's 100 million blackrock had two million two billion dollars of it and florida came in and said look you're not managing that two billion dollars anymore because you're still investing in these ecg funds we don't want any part of it you don't think i have we you have our best interest so they took that away from blackrock Here's the situation. Here's what I don't like about it. BlackRock had been managing this for the last five years. BlackRock said, why are you taking this away from us? Because we did this percentage. The percentage of the return was pretty goddamn good. My point is, whoever they give that $2 billion to, I think, I want to say $600 million of it was fixed income, short term, and then the one4 uh, billion was long-term equity investments. Whoever takes that over, whether it's Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, whatever, they better keep up that percentage of of growth that BlackRock had, or else those guys are going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this ha- this comes from Eddie, this comes from uh, Howie uh, uh, ESG. Yeah. And the fact that Florida doesn't want to have their money 
involved in a company that's for, forcing ESG right. on everybody, Vanguard, BlackRock. And they're not the only one to do this. I believe it was we, Louisiana uh, did this as well, pulled out their money. So that's two states. I don't know if uh, all of Louisiana did it, but two states have now done it. And uh, I think it's all this craziness you see on television and the news and social media is all funded by these ESG scores and people are tired of it. So we'll see what happens, man. You know, it's like there's no future if your country is completely annihilated. So uh, I think people see bigger picture right now. And I support this move. Yeah, but if you say people, let's let's time out because so far not to be stereotypical, but it's kind of like the two dumbest states did this shit, Louisiana, <laughs> Florida. So you got to look into it. And and I don't, and here's what I found. Since 2014, an East ESG index fund is up like 73%. That's over eight years. That's okay. I mean, we're crushing it on cash daddies, but it's up 73%. Fossil fuel indexes are up 57%. Haven't quite kept that growth. Um, if you look at the state of Florida, the pension funds, the actual pension fund there is 171 billion. BlackRock still runs 13.2 billion out of that. They aren't taking that away from them. They're, they're keeping that because that's the pension fund. So I'm just looking at this and I'm like, is he doing this as a political move? Because $2 billion isn't a lot of money. They didn't take that much away from BlackRock. They took a little bit just out of the state fund, not the pension fund, which they're still managing $13.2 billion. So it's a it's very complicated, I will say that. It's it's a definitely a complicated situation. Um, I think time will tell. I All mean, right. time will tell. Because no. who are you gonna give that that somebody has to manage that two billion they're taking away from BlackRock? So what are they gonna do? They're gonna give it to Vanguard, they may. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, One other thing I want to talk about, and this is, I'm not sure how big a deal this is. And Howie, I kind of want to get your take on it. Because, you know, Apple had this big event this week where Tim Cook came out and said they're going to they're gonna now be making their chips, even though the company that's making the chips is owned by, it's Taiwanese. They're going to be making yeah. them in an Arizona factory so they can now stamp Made in America on the chips. Now, according to Tim Cook, this is an incredi- incredibly significant moment. Uh, I'm I'm curious what you think about that. Uh, how is it? How big a deal is this? I think it is a big deal because okay. you know they they passed that semiconductor chip law. So basically, now you have some of the biggest chip factories in the world are going to be in Arizona, Syracuse, New York, who just opened a monster. Um, I want to say what fifty thousand employees or something ridiculous in Syracuse. Really? Wow. Yeah, uh, I think North Carolina either one of those. Uh, cities in North Carolina. Probably Raleigh. Uh, yeah. one, I don't know if it's NVIDIA, but uh, yeah, I think it's huge because they're going to make these chips in the United States now. It's definitely going to create thousands of jobs. Um, I think it's a good thing. I think okay. it's a good thing. We're slowly, you know, even if it's a, sm- a sector like chips, we finally have a little manufacturing going on in this country. And that, how long has it been? Yeah, and that's I mean, a sector with a future too, right? It's not, you know, like one of these factories that's just going to be vacant I mean, in 10 years. Sam, just that one plant in Syracuse, you know, because you had Carrier move out of Syracuse years ago. And that just it went to Mexico, I think. Um, I, or maybe, I don't know where, I think it was Mexico. but uh, Or Smith Corona in Cortland. 
that costs thousands of jobs and just crushed the local economy. So, you know, I think building a chip plant in Syracuse, fucking, that's awesome. I think it's a good thing. Cool, cool. Last thing. Uh, you know, I this started out as just kind of a funny story, but now lawmakers are poking around at uh, at Live Nation when they want answers about this Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco. Do you, are you guys familiar with Ticketmaster this? fiasco? Okay, well, Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, the demand for tickets for her is is unlike anything else in music right now, and they had they they guaranteed her that regular fans. We're going to be able to get tickets when they went on sale to the general public. And they Ticketmaster uh, Live Nation orchestrated two pre-sales that were supposed to be to kind of like uh, verified fans or whatever. And then there was some kind of like an Amex pre-sale or some shit like that. I can't remember. And then when the general the day of the general sale came around, there were no tickets left. <laughs> there were just no tickets. Bots and everybody had just already scalped all the tickets. They had already bought all of them. And now they're on resale for thousands of dollars. I know a guy who got a few here and he's selling them for like sixteen hundred dollars a pop. Yeah. In LA. Ridiculous. Like I saw that and I was like, what is this chick like sing out of her pussy or something? Like yeah, she literally does, dude. There well, was ticket boxes. And some of those tickets were eight, nine, ten grand, Johnny. It's crazy. I know. And it's this business model, man. You're talking about resale. Now they have this new uh market-based sales structure now for tickets, not not resale tickets, but tickets that are being sold at quote face value from Ticketmaster directly. You remember that Springsteen concert, uh, like, you know, maybe half a year ago, a year ago, where tickets direct from Ticketmaster were going for a couple of grand. It's yep. all because of this, uh, you know, this sort of, uh, what would you say, like uh, this dynamic pricing thing that they've come out with. I, you, I, it, it even works the other way, too. Like, I bought tickets to uh, a concert a couple of months ago, uh, and I paid 200 bucks for them. And by the time the concert came around, they were only worth $100. So I couldn't sell. If I wanted to get out, of it, thankfully, I wanted to go to the show. But if I wanted to get out, I couldn't have sold them because Ticketmaster was undercutting the resellers. So I, I don't. And they asked Bruce Springsteen about it. And he's like, you know what? I've been pricing tickets really cheap for a long time. And I just decided, you know, for once, I was going to do what everybody else did. That's what he told Rolling Stone. He, he wanted to do what everybody else did. So thanks. Thanks, the boss, for that. But, it sounds like a real asshole. You know, boss, it, it, went, Repub boss went Republican overnight. Yeah. Ticketmaster, man. It's it's a nasty business, those guys. No, I know. Are you hear about that suck fest between him and Howard Stern where they just sucked each other off? Yeah, they put that on HBO. They put it up on HBO, which is weird. Did you like uh, it? All right, that's it. Um that's it for us here. Uh how you got yeah, a dude. you got a pick for the uh for the show here? Yeah, listen, I'll give you two great picks right here. You know, I'll give you two. Number one, if you're IRA, you want something long-term, now's the time to start to get into this thing. Buy the ETF XLF. That's all the financials. That's the banks, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, Chase. Uh, it's getting down to a price right now where it's it's a good value. It pays a good dividend. It's very conservative. Uh, it's something you want over the next year, XLF. The other thing short-term we're looking at, if Amazon drops down to 86 here, the last time we crushed it, we bought it at 90. I think we can get it even lower here. But if it drops to 86, I'll be putting out a, a call buy on it. Right on. That's all she wrote. Good. Sounds great. All nice. right. That's it for this show. Uh, Sam, you want to take us over to the Patreon? 
Guys, come see us in a very exclusive club, the VIP club, where magic happens. Come see us at the world famous patreon.com slash cash daddies. See you over there, guys. Come get weird.